<clears throat> Magandang umaga. That is good morning in the Philippines. And the church and of course my family uh, sends their uh, greetings also. And thank you because your church has been a partner a long time and you have been faithful uh, in your prayers also. And that uh, it is a great encouragement uh, for us that uh, to, to to show us that the work of Christ is not only locally uh, but globally. Uh, truly, the Lord uh, is faithful to His uh, promises, especially in gathering all peoples uh, to into His presence, into His care. So thank you. Let us open our Bible before we pray to Acts 17. I will be reading 16 through 17. So Acts 17, 16 through 17. Now while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was being provoked within him as he was observing the city full of idols. So he was reasoning in the synagogue with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be present. Let us pray. Once again, Lord, we come to your throne of grace and I pray as your people, Lord, desiring for your word. I pray beyond the experience, beyond the ability of man, feed your people, Lord. Give comfort to your people, encouragement to your people, strength to your people. Gather your people. Growth, life, to your people, Lord. To the glory of your name, this we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So they asked me about the title of the sermon, and that's the problem because we do not know how to give title. So since the verse is not in the original, so maybe the title is Acts 17, 16, and 17. <laughs> but we will point out from the text, I will highlight, and so you can also see that we have, though we, I cannot give you the title, but we have direction, uh, we will highlight through the text uh, this word, the waiting, and then the word provoke, and then the word reasoning. As you are celebrating, or uh, a the month of September is a special month for the mission, and so the book of Acts is actually... Uh, about the history of the church where they obeyed 
the, the Lord when He says, All authority has been given me, and then go and make uh, disciples. And so, this is the second book written by Luke. So, I trust the, uh, the scholars in that. But actually, you can uh, connect that to the book of Luke. I don't know where they were, how they concluded that it was Luke. So, I continue to trust them. But it says in Acts chapter 1, The first account I composed Theophilus about all that Jesus began to do and teach. And then until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. So the book of Acts is the the record of the obedience of the apostles worked by the power of the Holy Spirit obeying what the Lord has commanded them. And if you summarize it, the command is to go and, of course, to make disciples. That's the main thing. But in making disciples, you are moving. People are moving. Or people of God, they are moving. Keep on moving. And that, again, I will say, not by the power of the men, but by the power of God. That is why some of the, 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 the student of the Bible, they will say, this is the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. They, they do not want to miss that one thing that the Holy Spirit is working. It is not to highlight the men, but to, to show that men are tools in, God, in God's hand to fulfill what He promised. And so, uh, from, from the standpoint of, of the writer of the Gospel, again, uh, Luke, he, he, he recorded about the, the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. But, that is incomplete, that, that will become just a history if you do not know about the effect of that life and the effect of that teaching in the lives of men, in the lives of different kind of people, different kind of culture penetrating by or being captivated by the truth that is about the life of Christ and the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, it is not only history, but it is also uh, the effect of it from the life. It's not only history that is in the letter, but it is actually life that produces life. That is uh, the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not only letters, but this will penetrate and create life to the people. And so, again, to connect that uh, with your September uh, special month about mission, so I should say in passing, or I, will, I don't want to miss that, that mission is not only the program by the church, 
But mission is actually the, the evidence of life of the church. I will take the word life. Because, again, the teaching of Christ, the, the truth of the scripture, or the truth that is found in the Bible, it's not only to create something in our minds, but it is, as the Lord said, let there be light and there was light. It means it will produce something. It will produce what God Himself intended it to produce. And that is life. And it's not about life that is temporal. It is life eternal. It is not life outside of God, but it is life in God. It is life, as I want it also to connect to the Sunday school, it is life that has uh, this expression of desiring the truth of God or the Word of God. It is like what the Lord Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, as you desire bread. Every morning, that, uh, that is why it is called breakfast. Because you've been sleeping and you were, uh, you've been fasting. And so you want to break that. Why do you want to break that? It is, not, it, it is not because it is a program. I need to break the fast. No. Because your body will, will desire. Your, your body will, will desire food. That's why you will eat food. In the sense, it is like a program because... 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, you will do breakfast. But you, you do it because you are craving for it. You are desiring for it. It means, again, I will repeat myself, it means life because you have life. And so, we go to our text. That those things that I want to point out, every word or those words expresses, you can see, the life that is or that should be, not only as a body, the church, but also as individual, the Christian. So let's go back to Acts 17. It says here, Now while Paul was waiting, you see the word waiting there, it is not, uh, someone dictated Paul uh, to wait. It is not because uh, it is their program to wait. No. He is waiting because he was forced to move out. And before that force of moving out that resulted him to wait uh, for, for Silas and Timothy... Actually, before that, they are moving. You see? Just to limit, uh, for the sake of time, look at 17 verse 1 of Acts. So, you can see the movement. Now, when they have traveled through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica. There was a synagogue of the Jews. And then, according to Paul's custom, he went to them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, 
whom I am proclaiming to you is the Christ. So, they traveled. If you read the whole book of Acts, the traveling is not for the reason of just seeing Lake Tahoe. No. The traveling is not, uh, not, the reason is not for you to see Palawan. That's in my context, Philippines. I have not been to Palawan. Actually, I am an alien to my own country. <laughs> so Tahoe will be jealous. I don't know. No. They traveled, if you look at uh, the, the movement in the book of Acts, they traveled because they are obeying or they are guided by the truth. What truth? It says here, Jesus whom I am proclaiming. And why are they proclaiming Christ? What is the foundation? What is the foundational truth of proclaiming Christ? The Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15 and then 16 to 18. Or if you want to know where the 16 to 18 was taken, it says in 15, with this, the words of the prophets. The words of the prophets agree just as it is written. See, even in their own context, the foundation is what was written. The words of the prophet is connected. You, you can the word prophet is connected when there is a message from the Lord that needs to be delivered to the people of the Lord. So ultimately, it is God's word, and this God's word is documented, written as a legal document, because there God expresses His. Faithfulness. God expresses His uh, unchanging character that when He says something, He will do it. And He will put it in a document. So if, if He will not, or if He is not trustworthy, or if He is not faithful, we can accuse Him to the court. Oh, that's so heavy. And so now in verse 16 it says, after these things, I will return. You see the word I, it is the Lord that is speaking. I will return and I will rebuild the tabernacle of David which has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins. I will restore it so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who makes these things known from long ago. See, the Lord makes these things known from long ago. The Lord committed Himself to rebuild something that has fallen, to rebuild something that's been ruined. And of course, we know not only it does not speak about the, the David which has fallen and then rebuild ruins, it does not speak about only about the kingdom, the political kingdom. No, it speaks about God's faithfulness and then people rebelling against God, 
That is why God will judge them in His justice. Actually, the destruction is not an accident. The destruction is to show God's justice. But at the same time, God is so faithful to show also His mercy. That is why His commitment is to rebuild it and to restore it. That is to show how gracious He is, how merciful He is. But of course, don't forget how just He is. So it says, the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. So He will gather people. And then it says, called by my name. That name, it means that He is holy. That name, it means He is merciful. That name means He is gracious. He is loving. He is concerned. He is who He is. That's why in the Old Testament, when Moses asked about the name, he said, I am who I am. I am who I am. That word, it means, it is not for us to define Him, but it should be Him to reveal who He is. It is not for us to interpret Him, but it is Him who must reveal Himself. And that revelation, we must bow down to Him. We must wait for His truth. So that is God's commitment. The rest of mankind may seek the Lord, and all the Gentiles who are called by My name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from long ago. A word there known, it's not that the Lord whispers it as a secret. No! He documented it. It was written. And, of course, so that is the, the foundation. They are obeying the Lord. They are expressing. Of course, who is this people, like the Apostle Paul. Who is he? Why is he expressing this kind of life? Because he is also the recipient of this promise from the Lord. The Lord changed him. The Lord faithfully fulfilled what he promised, though the Apostle Paul did not know about. But when he wrote Ephesians 1, he says, Chosen before the foundation of the world, just as he chose us. See, Paul understood that he is the the recipient of the saving work of God because God has promised to himself, to God himself, and then that is called, he chose. He chose without the knowledge of the Apostle Paul before. But now after the saving work of God, the Apostle Paul understood uh, this is the fulfillment of God's promise that I am now experiencing and now I am expressing. And so, 
Let's go back again. So that so that's the trav so that's their movement. And then as they move, as they proclaim the gospel, the the historical account in the Bible is so uh, accurate that even those negative effect as we should see or we should say in our human perspective it is negative because it is not welcome it is not 100% being welcome it is being rejected of course we can see that from the history when Christ came he was healing he was uh, captivating people, their mind with his teaching. And they will say, no one teach like this. He is teaching us with, with, with authority. But it did not stop them from shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. So, it is not without opposition. And so the same, the apostle or the Christians experience the persecution. And so now that is the word in verse 16. Paul was waiting because he was forced to move out. Because people, if you can just there read in, in, in passing, go back to Acts 17 and then explaining and then in verse 4 it says, And some of them were persuaded, praise the Lord, and joined Paul and Silas along with a large number of God-fearing Greeks and a number of leading women. You will say, oh, large number, enough, enough for them to stop what will be next. But no, it's a large number, yes, but listen. But the Jews becoming jealous and taking along some wicked men from the marketplace formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. And attacking the house of Jason, they were seeking to bring them out to the people. When they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some brethren before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have upset the world have come here also. And Jason has welcomed them, and they all act contrary to the decrees of Caesar. That's the accusation saying that there is another king, Jesus. So they steered up the crowd and the city authorities who heard these things. And when they had received a pledge from Jason and the others, they released them. And then verse 10, and it's still the same. They teach, some will be persuaded, but more. And then the, the, the opposition is so intense that it forced Paul to move away. So that is why he was waiting. But again, let us pause and say, would it stop his life from moving? Would it stop uh, this opposition? Will it stop the, the obedience? Would it stop because they will say, oh, let us be practical. Maybe this is not the right path. Anyway, it is from the Old Testament. Anyway, it is from the Word. Who knows? It is only from the Word God. Who knows? So let's see if that is the case. And so let's go back again in verse 16. So that is the waiting part. And then look. 
his spirit was being provoked within him as he was observing the city full of idols. Hmm. The word there, provoked within himself, is a strong word. Not only it means stimulated, but some some defined it with, with the word that he, he, he was angered by. It's so serious. <clears throat> and I, I, I want to give this illustration about anger. I know that the word anger has something negative to us, but one thing I'm sure about the word anger, when I am angry, no one will doubt. Even my wife. He will not doubt it. Or she will not doubt it. Pronoun. Sorry. She will not doubt it. But if I tell her, I love you, she will doubt. Really? But if I am angry, she will be silent. You're angry. Or she will rebuke me. Why are you angry? It's not, are you really angry? See? Because here... I want you to know that the word there, the word provoke, it is not stopping the life. It is not an interruption of the life being expressed by Paul here that he is committed to obey the Lord, that he is committed to to do what the Lord commanded him to do, that he is committed in obedience to what the Lord says in his word, That is why the meaning word provoke, it means it is a pure intention of the heart. It springs out. Whatever he will do next after the word provoke, it is springing out from this purity, from this life within. And that is why it says, he was observing the city full of idols. It means he saw that people are worshipping the no God or no gods. That people, in other translation it says, giving or given up to idolatry. It means people, their, their direction of life is not toward what will give them life but it is toward that will destroy their life full of idols. Not only the, 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 the concern is about the direction, no, but the concern is about the faithfulness of God for sure. If God is faithful, if these are if the expression of people are like this, then they will be ready for God's righteous judgment. God will surely express His loyalty to His name, His holiness, by judging these people. But oh, I know it will ring also 
to Paul's ear that God, though He is willing to express His judgment in His faithfulness, in His commitment to His holiness, but there is the word that says, As long as I live, as long as I live, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. As long as I live, how can I give you up, Ephraim? I love you, Ephraim, with the love that is within me. I will not give you up. I will not do what I did to Sodom and Gomorrah. I will save you. I will be faithful to you. Oh, what a God that we are serving. Other times, you will see Him and then your reaction will be that of fear, like that of Isaiah. He said, Oh, I am undone. Like that of John, that he went, when he turned, he fell like a dead man. But again, the same, the, the same experience. When Isaiah said, I am undone, God said, I will cleanse you. The Lord provided for him. Like that of John, the Lord said, don't be afraid. I am. I was once dead and now I am alive. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the Lord. See? At one side, it gives you trembling experience. At the other side, it gives you a longing like that of the prodigal son that says, My father is so good, I will go back to him. Not as a son, even as a slave, because he is so good. And so you will step forward toward him. And what is this, the prodigal son's experience? He experienced the love of the father. Hmm. So that is the word there, being provoked. Paul in his life, the, the, the beating of his heart is to obey the Lord. To proclaim the Lord. Because that is now His life. Being captivated by the Lord. The salvation that is in Christ alone. And at the same time, He is also compelled by the concern for the people. That they are not in obedience to the Lord. They are sacrificing things that will not give them life. They are thinking that they are getting life from that thing that they are worshipping. But in reality, it will lead them to death. And so the word, full of idols. Actually, the word idols or idolatry is a summary of life. That is moving away from the Lord. 
Look at uh, Colossians chapter 3:5 for that uh, definition. Colossians chapter 3 verse 5. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead. Listen to this. Immorality, impurity, passions, evil desire, and greed. And then to summarize, it says here, which amounts to idolatry. You know why people they don't want to hear the God of the Bible? Because they wanted a God that will soothe or suit their greediness or greed or lust. That is why in their context they have this temple and then the temple is named uh, of, of the so-called God, maybe male or female, and then their worship is the is just the expression of their lust. In their temple, they are called temple prostitutes. Prostitutes are connected always with the expression of lust. You are not content with your wife. That is why you go there. You are not content with something or else. It's not only that. Like greed. That is why... The, the, the preaching that will say, oh, if you have this gospel, if you believe in this Lord, it will heal your diseases. Oh, is he like paracetamol now? If you believe in this Lord, it will solve your problem. Sometimes we will joke around and we will say, you see, even in our prayers, we are not careful. As if we are praying to an idol. Because in the Philippines, sometimes we will pray, Lord, I will be traveling so can you please clean up the roads so that we can uh, travel safely? Is he a janitor to clean up the roads? And then sometimes you say, Lord, I will be traveling. Please uh, secure my house. Is he a security guard? Sometimes we, we just don't think. But pray with a mind. That He is both Lord, the King of kings. And of course, He will listen to your request. But He is Lord. He is King. So pray, Lord, I am traveling. I pray that the purpose of this Lord, that my heart will not be consumed with idols, Lord. Lord, that my heart will be faithful to You, Lord. That's why... When I was going to college and uh, maybe my parents did not trust me because I'm the only one who did not go to college uh, uh, boarding a house. See, all my siblings, they, they, they board. It means they live away from the family. Me, up through my college years, I always school, house, school, house. Maybe the Lord knows that my heart will be easily entangled, easily captivated with the things that is not proper. So the Lord is guarding me with that. I will be easily be entangled. And then my father told me this, or told us, being away from home, Amiel, 
Though I'm not away from them, so I said, I will not apply that. <laughs> because school, house, school, house, that is my... I remember one time we were doing a project, so I, I came late at night, like 12 a.m. or 12 in the morning, so it, it was not uh, a proper schedule. When I went home, I saw Mama and Papa, they were waiting at the gate, by the gate. <laughs> waiting, both of them holding hands, you know. And then he 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 put his arm around me, and I know he smelly. He he wants to smell me if I I drink alcohol or whatsoever. I know he's investigating. <laughs> Why are you late? <laughs> I told him. He he knows. I I told him not the twelve, but he, I told them that I will be late because of this project. But you see, being away from home is not being away from God. You see, we like a God that is like an idol because we love a God that we can dictate. We love a God that, yes, for Sunday, I will tell you are my God, but Monday through Saturday, oh, leave me alone. No. The God of the Bible is not that kind of God. Some in our context, they will say, ah, as long as I give my 10%, the Lord will leave me alone with the 90% that is tight, right? No. No. Yes. In your obedience, you gave that 10%. But in your faithfulness, even the 90%, you are not supposed to spend that in a manner that will express idolatry. No. Still, you need to be uh, aware of the fact that even your life is owned by the God that is in the Scripture. But people doesn't like or like that. People are in rebellion. That's why they will create a God of their own making. So we can, he, so they, they can say to their conscience that, oh, I, I already have a God. But at the same time, they can express the greed, the immorality, the lust, all that is evil. That's why it says, I do latter. And so Paul saw that. That they are giving. They are worshipping. And that, so the, the word revolt, it, it cost him. It awakened something in him. Or should I say, it, 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 uh, it exposes the real motive of his heart. That's why. That's why when we were about to leave a country, I don't know. My papa still don't trust me. Yes, because I am fallen. Because we we went to the car, so he will drive. Uh, they can drive me to the airport, and then he prayed. And then the prayer is, Lord, don't let Amiel in his heart be captivated with the things that is in America. Preserve his heart. 
And I'm just thinking, I'm I'm already 40 something, 46. I cannot find a job in America at all. 46. And I have my wife already. I have my my daughters there waiting for me. How, how can I do that? But as I was thinking, and then of course when I drive here, when we when someone drive us here, we saw a lot of. Should I say that? This is just an illustration. It is not uh, to, to 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 put you down. We saw a lot now of homeless, and I would say I will add to that number. So I don't like that, and it's hard to be homeless here because it's cold. You know, in the Philippines, it's easy. I, I think it's easier to be homeless because there are rivers with fish, and you can eat, and it's warm, warmer. But here, it's so cold, and sometimes they say there's snow. Oh no, I will not survive. But you see, the temptation is true. When I asked Kuya Patrick, how much is the electric bill? And he, he told me this much. And I said, it's the same. So we can live here, maybe. See the heart? It is being provoked by something that the world can offer. So if I go in that direction, it is showing what really is in my heart. See? I am being lured by. That's why James said, don't say God is tempting you. God is testing you, yes, to show something. But when you are be, you are tempted, it means You are now you are entangled with the temptation. It is not God dictating you, but it is from within, because that is the real you. And here, the waiting, the traveling, and now being provoked shows the real Paul, the real saved Paul the real or the true Christian, the genuine Christian. And that is why church as the body don't be discouraged with the problems. Good thing your only problem is where to put the chairs. Maybe the next problem is who will sit on the chairs. That's a good problem. Don't be discouraged by that. Because what is the the real deal should be? Are we faithful in obeying the Lord? Good. Because there's a lot of chairs. It means the Lord will bring His people. The Lord will truly bring His people. Not only bringing them from outside, but I can see young people and the culture there in CBC, young people marrying with young people. And so, only here, people, the Lord will bring His people by giving you more child to those godly relationships. That's why the chairs and the cribs and the everything. Oh, because we are obeying the Lord. The elders, the pastors, that is the number one concern. Are we still 
in obedience to the Word of God. The God that is faithful. Are we still expressing, entrusting in God's faithfulness? So, waiting and now a provoke. And here, the last. So, he was reasoning. The word here, reasoning, there you can see the tension there. Not only the tension is from within, he was being provoked because he knows who God is. See, Paul? He knows who God is. He experienced the saving work of God. And then he has this loyalty to the true God that is in the Scripture, the, the, the real God. And he saw the idolatry from the people outside. See? So it comes within and then toward outside. So that's the, the word provoke. It's, yes, it's outside and then he, he saw it, observed it, and then now within. The word reasoning here, now he is now expressing what is within. And he will try to communicate what is within. The truth that is within. That's a bad theology, the truth within, because the truth is always outside. No, from the outside truth, you know it, and then it is now within you as a Christian, okay? That's the context. It is not the, the opinion of Paul. That's the context. And so now, he is expressing the saved life, okay? The saved within. So maybe, I will be saved with that category. And so now, he will express it. When he is now expressing it, he will experience opposition. See? That's why the word reasoning. Mission is not an easy task. In our mission class, there is a term there it says, this is mission impossible. You see, the Lord, when He, will, when he is about to leave the apostle, what did He say? Oh, encouraging word. Why? What did he say? In, in John 16 or 15, 16, 17, what did he say? He will just kick you out of the synagogue. He will drag you. They will even kill you for my name's sake. Oh, that's encouraging. I want to go on mission. See? It's not without opposition. Because in John, I like the scripture reading. It says in verse 6, there was a man sent as a witness. And then there is this word here, he was not the light. Why the word he was not the light? Because people are willing to accept John as the light. But when John is telling them, no, I'm not the light, they are not willing to accept that. Oh, what kind of blindness that is with the people. That's why in verse 5, it says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. You will, you will say, this is the true Christ. This is the true God revealing Himself from His Word. People, some of them ha- have religion, but they will say, no, I don't like that God. What? And the word there does not comprehend it is not an absence of information. No. 
It is rebelling the truth. It is opposing the truth. That's why in other translation it says, did not overpower it. Well, that is good news to us. Because the darkness cannot and will not overpower the light that is the light of Christ. But, in the sense, that's why the word overpower it, it means you will experience the, the opposition, the tension. But Christians, you see, to illustrate, if you will go to a, what's that, Emerald Bay, Let's imagine it's warm, not cold. So warm, I want to imagine it. So I will be lured to jump. And then you see, if I am alive, and I will jump there, and I cannot swim, what will I do? I will gasp for air. Because I am alive. But if I am dead, I will just, I will be, I will just, with that, be dragged with the, with the flow. See? But as a Christian, that's why you will experience this opposition. You will struggle. You will struggle because you are alive. Because the Lord has given you His truth. And you are living in a emerald bay of sinfulness. Oh, maybe that's a contradictory statement. <laughs> because sometimes that that's the world. We, we if, without the truth, we will look at the world as emerald bay, captivating, say, picturesque. Hmm. But no, the Lord said one verse. It is like there is grass on top, but under it is a tomb. When you know the truth, you will see it. And so, Christian, you will express it. You will share it. And then with the opposition, that's why it's called uh, reasoning. But he kept on. And so, if you read through, this is an encouragement. The result It's not in our hand, of course. It says here, Some men joined him and believed. Okay? But others, it says, when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some began to sneer. But others said, We shall hear you again concerning this. But those both categories sneered and we will we shall hear you again concerning this they express unbelief but some express believing that is from god himself why because god is faithful i want to close in that remark that whatever we do in mission it is not according to our power never But it is, yes, obedience to the Lord and trusting God's faithfulness. Look at Isaiah 49, verse 6. It says here, This is God's commitment concerning His glory and the salvation to men. 
49.6 of Isaiah, he says, It is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob, to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will make or I will also make you a light of the nations so that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Church, when you are involved in mission and that involvement is not again because of the program, because that is the expression of your life, two things. One, you will experience the faithfulness of God because you will see people believing in Him because God has this commitment that He will not only save Israel, but He will also save tribes. That He will show that His name, that He is not a local God. That is, hallelujah to us. But this one, hallelujah, but with a heaviness, with fear. Why? Because you will also experience the just hardening of the heart that men will persist in their rebellion, that men will persist in their rejection. But it will cause you to pray to the Lord, Lord, save. Lord, save. But at the same time, you will say, you are a just God, Lord. I will trust in your judgment. You are a righteous So I pray that it's good we can experience hallelujah in a joyful way. That He is saving His people. You can see life that has been changed. Life expressing repentance. Life expressing renewal from the Lord. You know, transformation or the, the being born again. That is good. And so, because God is faithful to His Word pray. Father, thank you, Lord. Truly, your commitment is you will build your church. And you are faithful, Lord. Thank you for the 17 years of your faithfulness. And I pray that this church will express that truly you are the one who built this church. Founded according to your truth. And I pray by your grace and your mercy, Lord, the pastors, the elders, and everyone, everyone in this congregation, Lord, I pray that they are being drawn by you, Lord. They are the result of your faithfulness that I will draw people to myself. I must bring them, you say. So, Lord, thank you. Continue to bless this church, Lord, according to the grace that you will express and mercies, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.